Oh, yeah, you ready? Like toots. Toots, toots. toots, you reckon? Old Toots McGee. All right. Here we go. We ready? I think so. I'm just uh, tightening up the mic. Oh. Again. For the 10th time. What the fuck? I hate this microphone. <laughs> Friends, enemies, here we are. Welcome to episode 22 of the Content Catch-Up. Michael, it's such a pleasure to be back. We had a week off. I I heard our fans um, missed us. You know what? I reckon the last time we had a week off, we Melbourne went into lockdown and we take another week off and Melbourne's in lockdown again. I'm seeing some correlation here. I think you're right. That's... Yeah, that's unfortunate. But oh well, I like the the energy in here early, Jules. So lockdown can only get us so down, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But happy Friday. We happy made it Friday. through to Friday. Saw your yeah. face last night. But how yeah, are you yeah. since then? Uh, I woke up a bit dusty, to to be fair. And um, to anyone listening, we, we farewelled one of our colleagues um, last night um, just before lockdown ended. Of course, all above the board, all very legal. Before Nothing- midnight. Before midnight, um, Marnie Olsen Young uh, will be departing the Carlton Football Club and going on Shall to we? greener pastures. And one of our top listeners. So thanks, Marns, for your support um, and good luck. Interestingly enough, Michael, there's a bit of six degrees of separation here because she will be leaving Carlton to go and work with an advertising agency that um, deals with the NBL. And we all know who works at the NBL. Who? Darren, I Big- believe. Big Dollar Dazzler. Dollar Dazzler, who is, for those who need reminding, brother, but also a guest on the show. He was the first yes. guest of this season, I think. If season I, two, episode one, if you want to listen to it. Um, go back go back to it. But, uh, but Jules, you, you said colleague. I think friend would, would be appropriate and loyal listener as you covered as well. So it's not just loyal a colleague, but, but well done, Marnie. Um, I didn't quite think you had it in you when I first met you, but you've done really well. So well done. <laughs> I didn't think you I had am it. Kidding. That's, that's, a, that's a whack. <laughs> It's a whack if I've ever heard one. Um, but otherwise, good bucks. Everything all right in your world? Give us a rundown of um, NBA action from the week. We're two and two now, aren't we? Yep, NBA finals. So the Milwaukee Bucks won game four, tied up to all. Um, I'm personally rooting for the Suns because of mainly Chris Paul, but I think that's a very likable outfit. Um, they eliminated my clip- Clippers, of course. So I got shit for sort of not jumping to the Suns, but they're just very likable. But yes. That, that's the rundown. Do you want me to go? We won't go more in depth, but that's basically no. where my time has been spent this week. Yeah, we've we've noticed a bit of a... Um, you can't talk to Barks during the game, basically. <laughs> Which is uh, not exactly appropriate because I'm meant to be working. It's not exactly true either. Barks is a very hard worker. Should we get into some content? Julian, I want to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. No yes, surprise. Bas- basketball content. Um, The Cleveland Cut. Cleveland Clavs, I nearly said. Nearly said I've had a super cider. So, Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's their off season, obviously. Um, Mm. They've been doing hashtag Cavs Creator Week. What is that? You might ask. It's exactly what it sounds like. So basically, I I love it. They're championing um, their content creators, Mm -hmm. which is a funny dynamic because as content creators, your job is to create content, obviously. But they've done it. On themselves. So there's no relying on players. There's no relying on organization with time. It's doing it mm. on yourself. 
But anyway, you, I want, you're gonna have to take me through this. I'm not really you know across the case for this yet. As in, you're not sure if you like it. I'll sell mm. you on it. So basically, I'll share my screen. But before I share my screen, they've been doing things like talking to their videographer David Sosner, who is an elite talent and one of my inspirations, I guess you could say. But he. To give you an example, they've been doing, they sit him down, they talk to him about his favorite mix of the year um, and he basically goes through it and explains the footage he got, I guess the atmosphere, why he cut it the way he did, why the storyline was the way it was. Um, And then he also does another one where they go through basically just the behind the scenes of the routine of when you film training how you or film in game, how the hell you get the vision up so quickly. Um, I'll show you an example and... And you can even watch it if you're not sold still, but um, you probably need sound. So we'll cut to this uh, shortly, listeners, and we can show a bit of audio on the old podcast. But um, cut, and we'll watch this. Here I am. I get the shot. I take my card out, place it right into the laptop. And now at this process, we want to turn this around in a minute or less. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. So the first one we just watched, listeners, we'll put this in our brilliant spreadsheet created by the one and only Julian. Um, we'll put this in there, but we basically just watched him explain he was sitting on the court side on a seat, um, filmed a bit of training, and we went through the process talking through after you've shot the piece of content you want, what he actually does to put on his laptop, um, put in Premiere, whatever, whatever, to get it out on socials. Um, I think it's just a really easy way to explain what the hell people do in our position. Um, yeah. And that's probably that's probably it. But I just liked it's part of the Cavs Creator Week, and they're they're what are you laughing at? <laughs> and that's probably it. <laughs> well, it's pretty self-explanatory. What do you nah, think? I think I think it's pretty good. Um, I um, I I well, one question I do have is though, like, what's the urgency in turning that around within a minute? Like, why is this guy so so stressed think, about getting it in in a minute? Am I, I think it'd something? be more. I think it'd be more explaining the process of how they do it in game. Oh, just okay. Training. Okay. I'm yeah. assuming. Sorry. I'm assuming okay. that'd be the case, and perhaps they didn't have the time to waste during an actual game to do it. That's that's a good point. Um, but also when he goes back to shooting at the end, he doesn't actually put a card back in his camera. Doesn't he? Egg nah. David. <laughs> you uh, have a watch back. It. I'm pretty sure he leaves it in his card reader. It's a real shame you can't scrub Instagram videos because. Uh, yeah. Is that something they bring in? Nah, I doubt it. Right, watch well, it we can pause it. I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so the video we just watched is him explaining how he puts uh, uh, the SD card basically into Premiere Exports to put on social media, but he forgets to put the SD card back in his camera. But <laughs> let's watch the next one. So the, this next one is um, basically asking uh, him what his favorite highlight mixtape is. Yeah, so for the scary hours mix, when whenever you're turning around something that quick, it is about relevancy and it's about getting it out quick for us. And so um, because right before that, that was the first game of KD, Harden, and Kyrie playing together, the scary hours was a big theme going on. And then it's all ruined by Colin just going off, basically, and the team playing an incredible game. So I stayed up that night until probably about 4 or 5 in the morning and you know that's our window because we got to get that thing out first thing in the morning it's the first thing our fans see 
And so I carried the theme of scary hours and kind of, you know, played along with that. You got to have some banter between teams uh, throughout the season. So that was kind of our, our fun moment. And then obviously through the mix, just telling the story of the game. Um, so I hope you guys can see that through the scary hours mix. Okay, that's kind of cool. Real, yeah, it is. Real life of uh, a video producer slash video editor. So um, he basically just talks through the process of putting together his favorite mixtape of the year, which is of a particular game versus Brooklyn. Um, and it just gives you an insight to... So he t- explains the window they have after a game where he wanted to put together this really fun mix telling the storyline of the game. And the window is basically it's a night game. The fans want to wait. They want to um, put this out basically the first person in the morning. So he explains by the time he's done of the night, he actually gets home and works till about 4 or 5 a.m., which I'm not sure how often he does, but it's but he does that. But that's a pretty cool insight into what how many hours actually gets put into this. Um, and I thought it was very, very interesting. I think that is interesting. Uh, I like the way he explained how he got the theme um, and carried it on Scary through the hours. video. Yeah. I also think that, um, again, we've spoken about this before, but, like, I don't think people understand how many hours go goes into preparing content sometimes. Like, yeah, especially after a game, you're often at the stadium until, well, with AFL anyway, like 12, 12.30 or doing work till 12, 12.31 in the morning and then trying to get stuff up in the morning after you wake up. Um, yeah. The shit we do for you fans... Well, Honestly. it's true. I mean, it, it's it's true because it does all look like a bit of fun. But uh, the mm. the thing I really like about this David guy is he he's very big on explaining what he does and helping other creatives. Um, yeah. Even just looking at his complicated timeline on, on on the video you see in front of you, but actually look at how many layers there are. And yeah. sorry, real real video chat here, Jules. Real, um, but real it, um, after effects and chill chat. Exactly, it looks complicated. Um, so the Cavs have continued. Yeah. All right. So the Cav- the Cavs um. They do this for their photographer, Jimmy, I think, and there's a few others they do. So I just really, really like what they're sort of doing during their off-season. Um, and to continue that on, don't need to show example. Actually, I could quickly share my screen, actually. Yes, this yeah, David, go on. This David Sosner bloke, he um, works in a few sports, but uh, NFL for the other... Who's the NFL Cavs te- uh, Cleveland team? Browns? Browns, yeah. So he works for them as well, uh, photography, videographer, all the above. But... I think he did a one-off uh, Major League Soccer um, sort of shoot for one of their games. And instead of just posting the work that David did for them as a, I assume, a freelancer, they made a whole post on basically a day in the life day in the life of what David actually does. And there's a voiceover of him explaining almost TikTok style of Major League Soccer inviting me to shoot Columbus Crew's new stadium opener at yada, 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 whatever game. Um, and he makes like a mini vlog. So he posts their photos, really nice fan shots, um, the atmosphere. So I think this soccer team just opened the new stadium. But my theme of today is championing creatives because I think the Cleveland Cavaliers, especially, oh, David Sosen is involved in both. But I just think we go on about posting your work and this is sort of the next level from the Cavs and Major League Soccer and I love it. Do you think, um, do you think something like that would work in Australia or do you think we're still too far off it? Like back to the tall poppy thing. Mm. I don't. I think it would work. I think like like the, what the negatives are gonna. It, it depends how you do it, but the negatives is I guess you, people might tear it down for putting yourself out there too much or looking a bit wanky doing it. But 
No, I, I say go for it. You, what you think it might be? No, might no, work. I, I, I think, um, I think it's a good idea to kind of fill in time during like the off season, like rather than do the boring, not the boring, sorry, but the like usual football content where you're just like, oh, here they are training, here they are doing this, yeah, we're scrounging around for like some season reviews or anything like that. It's maybe exactly. Pro- profiling people around the club and how they what they do during the year and what they do during the off season bringing that in watch this space you're going to see that on Carlton FC I reckon I reckon we've just Ooh. found our off season content for the year <laughs> don't say it too loud but no you're right I'm glad you said that because that's sort of part of what I thought because you can sort of tell when something looks like you're trying to fill content yeah. so the Cavs are doing this with Cavs creator week and guess what this week is it's Cavs player week so just focusing player. on which sounds more simple, yeah, player, yeah. whatever, Jules. Um, but they're just focusing on individual players around the more the person, which is I, easy. It looks structured and it's it's good. And that's probably like more relevant to fans. Once you do the creator stuff, like bring them back with um more player, uh, yeah, more player centered content. I've got yeah. another question for you. Um, yes. Given that, like Dave, David Sosner, is that his name? Yes, okay. David Sosner. Um. Do you think it would, uh, and this is something that kind of happens in the like, I know it happens in the tattoo world where um, tattoo artists will actually go and do guest spots at like different um, oh, yeah. different studios around the world or interstate or wherever it might be. Do you think we'd ever get to the stage where, you know, how the MLS got David Sosner just to come in and do one game, that yeah. we have these like insane content creators just jumping around between teams and being like, okay, this month is going to be Michael Barker month at um, I think South Melbourne <laughs> Phoenix, or this month is going to be um, Julian Wallace month at Essendon Football Club. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you think that will I, ever get to that stage? I don't know if it ever get to it, but I think that'd be like extraordinary. I think that'd be really cool. Like, It'd be it's pretty almost cool. like the the feature of the match is that the the guy or girl content creator that carries a sort of brand to them is coming to your game and you're going to get some elite content out of it yeah you know you know sorry you go no no go no you go. no 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 you sounded like you had something serious to say I was no say i wasn't i was i was literally just gonna say something like i'd love i'd love that but i on. think you'd be good at it i think you you'd be one of those well, not people. me i'm just well saying i think you it. would like as a freelancer i think you'd you'd be good um i would love to see jonathan strangio freelance week <laughs> Strange, yes. Can Life you imagine? Strange. So, Lisa Strange is, uh, well, he was the first. I'll give a lot of credit to, we, we make jokes about Shans because he's a great personality, but he, he taught me a lot in this space. So, he was my senior video producer when I started. Yeah. But now he's at the AFL and it'd be very, I don't know what the hell we'd see, to be honest. He's he's all over that place, uh, all oh, over man. the place, that guy. We, 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 might, we might get a slight egg of him. This week, I've heard a funny really? story okay. that I need to, to pass on. <laughs> I could back. I might back onto that because I've got one as well. But okay, know. maybe maybe we just Off do him. a, a strange egging. Keep listening, guys, to to find out <laughs> how we're yeah. gonna egg Strangio. Um, I feel like I've talked a bit, but I've got one more example. Yeah, go completely on. different. So this week, um, basketball is my theme of this week. By the way, so sorry if I keep talking about basketball, but the Olympics, as anyone as everyone know, is well, there's practice matches in the basketball mm-hmm. so tokyo olympics so australia um have got a few practice game exhibition wins but matisse thibel if you don't know the name julian he's a, he's in the nba but he's the one that i don't know if you remember in the hub last year that did the vlogs 
So I think you the, showed me some of these. Yeah, so Matisse Thibault does Day in the Life vlogs. And basically, I just want to talk about vlogging in professional sports because he did one for the first Road to Tokyo mm-hmm. um, experience. And it's so normal. It's so, like, raw. So he basically explains from his first day at training, he doesn't know, any, he doesn't know anybody's names um, because he, I guess he's in the NBA. A lot of them are NBL guys new training stuff, yada, yada. But he just he just goes to the normal. Like, he seems so normal. That's what I think is really enjoyable to watch. Um, he's actually a very good editor as well. Like, he just knows just knows his shit. Um, we don't have to watch it. You can watch it in your spare time if you want. But I just what wanted are, to get your thoughts. What are the kind of um, topics that he covers? Is it just literally like what he does on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, literally just what they're doing. So he, he covers... Him bringing he he talks about him bringing his camera to practice for the first day. What they're doing in practice, but he talks about how he's nervous to show that show that he's vlogging. Um, yep. he hasn't told anybody yet, but um, yeah, it's literally just what vlogging is day in the life. I think this is um, if you're gonna ask me my thoughts on vlogging um for athletes, I think it's a cool one. I think it's like um. I think it's quite personal. I think it can be quite a like um, reflective thing for them as well. So they don't always have to think like they, they can have something to look back at and get, get out of their heads and, and just talk about what's going on and, you know, bring people into their world a little bit more. Um, yeah. Again, like I, part of me just thinks that like, especially with AFL, maybe like, Social like social media followers ruin it for players. Like that, if they have a bad game and they go and do a vlog, like they just cop it, which is dumb. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's dumb, but I guess you you have to time these things well. You can't yeah. be doing a vlog every day of no matter nah. where your club is at. But this this guy's like, he you're right. Like just watching this brief thing that you've put up here his edits seem really seamless he seems like he's gone in with an idea of how he wants to structure his day what he wants to talk about the shots he wants um i think it's quite cool and the olympics like i'm not a big fan of the olympics but i I guess people are and to bring him into this world is quite cool like it's not something that people get to experience i think it's also something that people have talked about before about having that side so they're just stuck in well, actually, I don't know what their situation is, but I imagine they're sort of in a yeah. a semi-bubble of their own. Um, and it goes back to having that side interest that actually helps on court. So you're not all your attention isn't on if you're playing good on the court. You've got to have something that sort of distracts you and keeps you busy otherwise. And if any, if the first two games are anything to go by, this is working for big Matisse. But yeah. I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, what's a, on the spot? Like what's a sport... Slash, you could do AFL, a player you would love to see sort of a day in the life. Like, I think someone as mysterious as Dusty would be amazing, but he'd never do it. But yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I know too much about football, so I, I don't think I want to do football uh, because. What, a, what about like, um, gee, I was just going blank, tennis, Aussie bloke. Oh, um, Dill Alcott. Curios. Oh, Curios. Curios. Uh, yeah, Curios like would be pretty of... cool. Someone um, like that could be cool. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I also think... Um, Ash Barty, go- very normal. 
this would be um amazing because like rest like uh, to me i think it would be really interesting to do a day in the life of a wrestler and like their process of how they prepare yeah. for their like a week or for um like even a, a show night because like there's got to be a lot yeah. that goes on like even in their pre-production meetings like deciding how they how they're going to structure the the moves and and this and that and I don't know. I think that would be pretty interesting, but I don't think they'd ever do it because they'd have to break character, which would be the issue. Yeah, you're right though. But could you imagine like back to our world of AFL or even like NRL, not that we know that much about it, but mm. I think that sort of content would blow every like every bit of team content out the water. If you're oh, I about think so as well. Views and interaction. <laughs> like, I don't know. You could do, you could probably do a lot with it. Sponsors, whatever you want to do with it. But you'd probably, you'd have to have a, a um, You'd have to have a very charismatic uh, yeah. person, wouldn't you? I guess so. Or just someone that, I guess it depends on the edit as well. Because, I mean, if you film enough, you can probably get enough to explain what type of person they are. Yeah. Like this Matisse Thibault does seem like a, f- a funny sort of guy. But, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if, listeners, if, you, if you've seen sort of seen the vlogging space or if you watch other vlogs in different spaces, like what, what are your thoughts? Like are there any athletes you'd love to see it? Do you think... Like who would be someone in Australia that would actually, for lack of a better word, like have the balls to do it? I'm not. Oh, I'm not sure. you know, Josh Adokar would do it. Who is that? <laughs> you know the guy from Melbourne Storm. Oh, um, uh, I think so. Actually, I think his face is in my head. Yeah, you you know him. Um, Sorry, just just googling listeners. He'd do it. How, I feel like he's got a real. A D D O. Dash C A R R. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh yes, yes, yeah. That was the guy I think of. Is he like a real bubbly? I think he is. He's a quite charismatic guy. I don't know, like the quality of the. Um, I don't know how good the vlog would be, but <laughs> it would be interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we shout. We haven't shouted out the Melbourne Storm crew, our favorite, mm. one of our favorites content team. But if you're listening, we want to see it. Josh. Yeah, come on. Josh Adokar. Or Big Cheese. Hectic Cheese. Vlog. Big Cheese. <laughs> yes. I, I only know that from that one snippet we raised around the time they won the grand final. Yeah. But funny, man. All right, Jules. I've rambled on enough today. So over to you. I Big reckon sir. that's the most you've ever spoken. Um, How was it? Yeah, it was pretty it? good. I, okay. I liked it. Cool. Um, cool. So mine is, it's not technically content, um, but it, it's from from the sports, sports world. Um, yep. So the New Zealand All Blacks um, have partnered with a or had, did partner with an LGBTQI um, organisation for Pride Month plus, yes, um, for Pride Month. And the All Blacks and the, oh, I'm forgetting the name of their um, women's team. Oh, Black Ferns. So it's the All Blacks and Black Ferns. And the All Black... Guernsey is obviously such an iconic Guernsey in, in the rugby league world because it's just, well, it's black, right? Uh, yeah. It's just such a cool one. And because they're such a, a big team and one of the most successful rugby teams in, like, the history of the sport, everyone knows who it is. They came up with this really cool concept. I'll share my screen. Um, of their jersey? Is that what we're talking about? Oh, you've disabled screen sharing, you piss I haven't hand. disabled. I was having, just relax. It's a Friday. Have a drink. You had too many last night, but just, all right, go. It's there you go. Okay. Um, I'll show you what I mean. And so I saw this on Trophy Journal. 
which I hadn't really heard of before, but they've got some really cool um, sports and content examples if you're looking for a follow. Um, I don't actually. So this is really cool. So basically when the Guernsey gets pulled too tight or when it gets pulled, the colours of the rainbow show up in the fabric. Wow. For the, like, pride fat, pride, um, yeah, I guess, for the to for the pride flag uh, is what I'm trying to say. And I think, like, this is really cool because uh, obviously, like, there's so many clubs that do, like, really cool intricate um, pride guernseys for pride round uh, within the AFLW especially. Um, but I think, like, this is so cool because it, it keeps the iconic look of their All Blacks Guernsey while also integrating something so subtle but yet so powerful. And the, the photography that they're using, and of course, as usual, this will be in our spreadsheet and on YouTube if you want to have a look. Um, it's real hands-on-the-heart type stuff, and they're pulling at their Guernsey to, to kind of reveal the rainbow flag. Um, it's just quite powerful, really. Like, I just I just think it's it's quite a good piece. Um, and they put a little video out um, on it. You don't need to watch it, but it just explains like how it all works, and that's and they crazy. explain. It. Sorry, Sorry. That, that's crazy. With like, hey, that side of the video, you can see that it literally looks like plain black. Yeah, like there's no sign of it being different. No, and, and what they say, they say in this this video basically is like black is basically made up of when you mix every color together, it makes black. So this kind of like shows that you know underneath every color, there's you know, showing yeah. your true colors type thing. It's it's just a really, I don't know. I just thought it was a really clever integration of pride and pride content into a uniform number one, but also like the photography in the the images is quite simple, but they're quite powerful. Um, I think there's so many layers to this. Like if you really like, you dive into the the heart and the chest thing. Like you pull you pull it to see it, and I guess part of the whole the pride focus is to reveal like who you actually are. So like you pull yeah. it stretching and revealing who you actually are. I don't know. That's it's a good find. Yeah. I, I stumbled across it a couple of weeks ago and I've been meaning to talk about it, but um, this is really awesome. And, and whoever worked on it, I, it, it looks like it would be some sort of um, big marketing company that probably put it together, but um, credit to the all blacks because this is, this is really cool. Um, yeah. Sorry. That's, that's my content for the week. I don't really have a, a big edit or anything like that. Um, I just think this this is one of those spaces where like continuing to push the barrier and and make it more integrated rather than I, I love the idea of a specially designed Guernsey and it really standing out, but this is something that they could keep regardless, you know, like Yeah. Um and just always be there. Um and and like they said, like representation and, and consistency is more is quite important um so yeah that's, i think that's um, that's my content box i think you're downplaying because i it could be one of my favorite things you brought to the table because i think we oh, so often we show like a, a video editor or a piece of graphic design but in reality so much of this space in what we do is the idea like that's mm-hmm. one of the the better executed ideas of trying to like as you said like it, it feels almost easy to try to whack the pied colors on your guernsey and try to put a cool design that means something but they've clearly thought about it and i don't think i've seen anything quite like it so one of your best i think and it's really it's i wonder like it sort of opens the opportunity to what other teams could do if if that sort of what fabric or i'm not going to try to pretend like i know what i'm talking (laughs) about but that type of material 
can be done. Like it sort of opens the window to other cool things. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And like, you're right, it pushes the barrier of what's actually possible um, and what you should think of. Like you, you should think outside the box of, you know, like just slapping colors on stuff um, and how you yeah. can better represent and the, the photography that you use as well. And it doesn't always have to be this power stance. It, it can be something quite emotive. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it was really well done. Um, I think it's definitely value in not just like that pose actually suits you talk about the photography like yeah his value in not just doing where there might be photography poses just for the sake of getting them to do something yeah if you know absolutely what I, mean, I know what you mean thank you um, great cool. work cool. thanks mate right. yeah well um i wanted to tell you a story about um, there we go uh, I've got a story about not having a story for Egg of the Week. It's Egg of the Week, everyone. Egg of the Week, everyone. Egg of the Week. Let's get on Ooh. with it. Sometimes you just need to cut to the chase. You don't need a yeah. bullshit story. Egg of the Week. <laughs> Go on, kick us off, <laughs> All right, uh, what do I have? Oh, I actually got one um, I saw from Big Edwin. G'day, Edwin. How are you going? Edwin. Yeah, Edwin's, Edwin's been in a good mood lately. He hasn't been potting us. He has actually. I wonder if he's alright. Maybe lockdown has gotten to him. Like yeah, probably. Getting to changing who he actually is. Like he, yeah. we know he's a prick, but he's been nice. So. <laughs> um, he tweeted. Oh, I'm not share screen. Hang on. He tweeted this during the week. Mm-hmm. This is the our mate Tasmania Jack Jumpers. They signed a player, Jules. Oh yes. <laughs> they signed oh, God. Clint oh, God. Steindl, and uh, as Esmond has tweeted, he's quoted their signing graphic. Of the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, and he's written Clint is Clint is always an unfortunate unfortunate name in graphics with fancy fonts. So as we can see, they've got a nice scriptive. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, they've got a nice scriptive font. The graphic looks fine to announce that they've signed Clint Steindl, but with the script font, the L and the I look basically like one letter. So. We don't need to spell it out to you. We've got a bit of a that, see you next Tuesday happening. We, we uh, do. And then and the top <laughs> The more you look at it, and the more it, you just read it like that. It's so oh welcome. Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, terrible. don't say that. That's not a good word. Um. Yeah, just saw that during the week. So it's well played. Fun, one, fun ones for you graphic designers out there. <laughs> um, I'll jump into to my egg quickly. Um, yes. And this one might hit close to home for you. Um, Barks and is it, is this the Strange one? No, this isn't the Strange one. We'll get to okay. st- story time with Strange quite okay. soon. Um, but this is your your good friend, um, your brother. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bloody weird. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, uh, made Darren. This is his tweet. I don't often tweet non basketball. I feel like I need music behind me, like you know, celebrity reads mean tweets like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You can put it. Imagine in. that's put playing in the behind. I'll add it in. I don't often tweet non-basketball things, so when I do, you know it must be pretty serious. So anyway, does anyone else find opening the plastic bags grocery stores provide for a fruit a near impossible task? Pretty sure I stood in front of the apples for 10 straight minutes today. <laughs> it's so you reckon? Brand for that. <laughs> oh my God. Like, Darren, what are you doing? What are you egging here, Joel? What do you find? What What is the bit that you are? Uh... Just, just don't use the plastic bag, number one. And number I actually, two. I texted him that. I said, fun fact, I never use the, the plastic bags. And he said, what the hell do you do with apples? And I said, we wash them. Yeah, just put them straight in the, your bag. What do you <laughs> need? Them? 
Yeah. We've, got a, we've got a comment from um, this is a terrific graphic designer, Lee Olsen, actually. I actually read a bit of a uh, tease, I guess. I, I want him on the show in the future. He's a superb graphic designer. But he's commented, especially when you can no longer lick your finger. And Darren, discussion. And Darren replies, cry emoji, was definitely standing there thinking the same. So I'm just, a, just imagining Darren uh, standing at the grocery store, just staring <laughs> just at the like, bags going, COVID, I can't look. How do I get why, the apples? Why don't he just rub it together? They come apart. <laughs> uh, full 30 for 30 of Darren's problem of using the small plastic bags for fruit. Oh, God, Darren, you're an egg. Good That's egg. egg. I like that. <laughs> And that was uh like was recent. half an hour ago. Like. Yeah. Um, do you know story story time for Strange? Do you want to do story time with Strange? Okay. Yeah, egg him. What are you egging him for? So I I heard this one, um, secondhand, the other day. Um, so Jonathan Strange, everyone does know, used to work at Carlton, now works at the AFL, and also we, does we told, some. We gave this round down before. Yeah, but maybe people just skip straight to Egg of the Week. And if we (laughs) make this a segment on itself, which I think it should be. Great call. um, So anyway, Strange now does some work um, for the AFL and he also does match day um, video work, I think, like in stadium for MKTJ or something like that. He's essentially the floor manager. And the other day, um, a couple of Carlton staff were in attendance for the the pre-match meeting where they go through everything. And the the head honcho, not strange, was standing in the room. Everyone else was there. And he goes, hey, has anyone seen Jono? And everyone's like, nah. He's like, oh, he's always late. So strange <laughs> then burls into the room. He's like, oh, sorry I'm late, guys. Gee whiz. <laughs> and two boy. hours sleep. I've been at the ABC all morning. Oh, how are you going, everyone? Sees everyone he knows at Carlton, just pulls straight into it. How are you going, everyone? Anyway, so egg, egg part one, he's running late. Egg part two. Yeah. So Daniel Gorringe is our ground announcer, and he's just finished announcing something during quarter time and has to hand the microphone back to Strange to take to the room. Strange. Um, does he say he, something? He, yeah, he doesn't turn the mic off <laughs> as he's walking away. And it's just got, gee, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> the microphone yeah, also goes around the whole stadium. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I was there. I didn't notice that. Oh, that's big brilliant. egg. Big egg energy. <laughs> Story Surely. time with Strange. Surely, like, that's the first thing they're sort of taught to make sure. Luckily, he noticed Total. after that, though. Oh, dear. Can you imagine? That's, 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 that's my Strange story. Have you got one? Yeah, I've got a quick one. Just that, um, I don't know what why he called me. I think I asked him something about camera equipment or something, and then he calls me. Um, look at my phone. Great phone, phone call from Strange, and then he says, "I'll get a box, yada yada." And then he just goes, "Oh, hang on a second. Silence. So, can I call you back? I'm like, "You called me." <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminded me of that TikTok thing of um, you know, like athletes call their teammates and then just like, "I'll get a mate on Facetime." Yeah. Like, can I call you back? And then yeah. people like. I'm just like, are you doing that to me? But anyway, just a small little cherry on top egg. Oh, don't call someone if you get a call them back. The um the old graphic designer from Hawthorne, Frankie Holzer, um, he mm. used to do that all the time. He'd just call you <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, actually, can't talk right now. I'll call you back later. <laughs> just hang oh. up. It just, I'm like, get a time well, management. Well, he's just, he'd just do it on purpose though. He didn't actually need oh, to okay, talk to you. That's funny then. Um, I can appreciate that. Let's uh, we've we've had our eggs, we've had our fun. Poor Strangey. Uh, 
Let's jump into the boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss. Boss of the week. I'll go first. Um, I thought this was really cool during the week. It, it's not. A, it's not a big one. Um, but the first ever WNBA player um, on the cover of NBA Two K. Um, so yeah. it will be Candace Parker, which is quite cool. Um, I saw that. Yeah. So I don't really think I need to share my screen. Have a look. It's on the NBA Two K account. Don't read the comments though, because. Uh, if Candace is the boss, there's a lot of eggs in the comments. Yeah, um, you could. It's a shame, but you could definitely outweigh the eggs. I mean, yeah. outweigh the the true boss with eggs. But no, I did see that during the week, and that's that's pretty Quite cool, cool actually. I th- I think the two K have done a good job of actually. Um, ages ago, I think they put the WNBA and all the mm. the W teams in there. But good boss. I've got a couple. Mm-hmm. First one. Oh, basketball learn as well, actually. And we'll give Casey Sims her credit because she actually sent this on through. Who uh, you kindly let her know that I stole her 3D photo thing. We we uh, shout out last week. Sorry, Casey, if you're listening, but that's imitation what's the, what's is the, the greatest. Yeah. imitation is the greatest um, <laughs> sign of flattery or something. Yeah, for yeah, uh, we're on the same wavelength. Well done, Jules. Well All done. Right, Do you uh, want a kiss? I fucking just thought we could go an episode <laughs> with that. Anyway. Uh, Matt Owe is where I am. No, all right. So <laughs> Nigeria basketball, inside joke. They're people. That means nothing. We'll ignore that. So Nigeria basketball, I don't know if you've seen their Twitter during the Twitter week. Twitter game is elite. Sorry? Yes, yes. Nigeria basketball. Uh, they're actually – so uh, I feel like we jumped into that too soon, but Nigeria basketball, part of the Olympics, they did whatever they did to get into the Olympics. Qualified, so, I think the word qualified is. Qualified is what – yeah, well <laughs> – that sort of explains a bit, doesn't it? They've um, absolutely killed the online game. So they've gone from, I think I got this right. We can look at their Twitter, but they went, they entered the Olympics with 30,000 followers and are since up to like 75 or something ridiculous like that. They're and up to 91,000. It says right there. Oh, okay. Well, they tweeted that. That's actually even more insane. So 300% of, that's crazy since the um, Olympics started. But basically, I think they've just done it by showing personality, and this was sent through by Casey. Um, Australia, so they played Australia in a exhibition match, and needless to say, they were quite bad. But um, Australia shattered in, for like a better word, and won quite easily. But their score graphic is the boss because <laughs> in their normal, um, I don't quite get the meme of the crying while well, there's a sad boy's face, but um, it'd probably be something niche or relevant. Relevant, yes. Uh, but in this two uh, squares where they normally put the scores, they've just got doesn't matter. And mm. I, th- <laughs> I think it's good that they can show a bit of humour. Probably couldn't do I don't know if they do it in a real game, but um, that's yeah. how they've grown their following. I think uh, there's that one. Um, and there was also the one after Australia beat USA and they did the, like, welcome to the club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have, have a scroll of their recent tweets. Um Listeners, if you're looking for a bit of character, but yeah, that, that's the perfect way to describe it. A lot of character. Thank um, you. Sometimes I can nail nail the right word. Did I did I see them tweet something? Um, 
where it was like, if you have access to the internet, you have access to the scores. We're not tweeting them or something like that. Oh, yeah. They, they sort of went on like a rampage of denying people the scores. So people were yeah. like saying, what's the score? What's the score? And they're like, doesn't matter. We're not posting it. Figure it yeah. out or something. <laughs> I rate yeah. that so high. Are you actually in charge of their Twitter? Because you hate fucking scores. Yeah. Well, they should. Well, he's right. They're right. You got internet. Figure it out okay, yourself. Go do it. They're exactly. here to entertain. I love it. Um, All right. So yes, you got- that's one. Yeah, I got two. Um, this one's for a bloke. Oh, it's for you actually, Jules. I wanted what to shout you out this week. So what do I do? This was just well, we talked about it before on Man's last day, but this mm. it's a sort of a um, it's a boss because it's a cool perspective from the other side of things in content. That is the players and the playing group. So you organised a farewell podcast for Marnie, who mm-hmm. we referred to leaving. And I listened to it today and I think basically what the boss is is just the appreciation of content for, from the player's perspective. So we had a few of the AFL W girls in Brooke, Elisa Day and Darcy Vessio. Um, and they were basically just talking about how much they appreciate the work that Marnes and our team has done. This is a bit of a weird self-pump up boss, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, the boss is to you for organising it and the boss... Equally is the girls that um, went on and did it because I think it was a really cool perspective of how much they appreciate the work that we and many other teams and other sporting codes put into, I guess, building up the brand and the following of the individual players. So um, just a reminder that how important player relationships are and that is yeah, the boss. Absolutely. That's a, um, I'll, I'll jump in on that. I think there's two additional bosses you need to, we need to call out. Number one, um, the players, um, yeah, those three are amazing. Like they gave up their time to to come and do that, um, and they did it so well. Like the run sheet I handed them basically had nothing on it. It was just a couple <laughs> of guiding talking points and and stuff to keep them going. But they just brought like really good energy, and that just speaks volumes of the. Yeah, you're right. The benefit of having good relationships with players and second boss. And it pains me to say, but Marnes for everything that she's done in that space. Um, it pains you to say. She's like, in your all, team, all we, you should be yeah. proud. <laughs> all we need is like another like... Pump up. Pump up of Marnie. It's been Marnie week and it feels like it's gone for seven years. It's all right. She uh, she deserves it. And sorry, I missed that this this is also sort of Critter's idea as well. He should he should get in mention. So yeah. Christian from our another friendly colleague. That was sort of his idea as well. So um not just you, Jules, so get over yourself as Critter's. <laughs> I think um Kudder and I actually had the idea at the same time. And yeah, you he both messaged said it me at different times. Yeah. <laughs> and we and I turned to him like, Oh, I've already asked Minty and he was like, Oh, I've already asked Barks. I'm like, oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> Uh, but so yes. good, on, the, on a good note of being on the same wavelength for you too. Um, it, but yes, no, I just thought that'd be a, a nice boss at the end because it's important. Um, and the player relationship shines through in the content, I believe. Yes, it does. Um, and that's like, that's why we, we're, oh, this is getting too Carlton. Maybe we can cut this, but the, <laughs> the, two, the two podcasts we're running at the moment um, or have run um, are purely based on the relationships that, people within our team have built up with the the hosts and that's the only way you get a good show and i I think like that's one good tip you can take um if you've finished listening to all the rabble from us um do your best to have a relationship with players we've spoken about this so much but that's where you get your good content um yeah know what's going on in their life be able to talk to them and then found 
make a relationship on the back of that. Yeah. And it's it's like it's hard for like no, I don't know, people like who are me me are a bit introverted, but it's just the little things of like how you would pass in the hallway and ask someone how they're going. Like that's how it yep. starts, but um yeah, it's a good note. Okay guys, wrap it up. Exactly. All right. Well, that was a good show, Barks. You reckon? Had a bit of fun. Should we um, review it? <laughs> that'll piss Critter off. He'll, like, he hasn't listened in weeks. So. He said he doesn't listen, so fuck you, Critter. <laughs> um, let's wrap this up, eh? All right. We, we've got a couple of days in lockdown. Um, or Hopefully, by the time you hear this, we're out. And for anyone who is in lockdown, um, feel for you. We'll get through this. In this together, reach. reach it's beautiful words. Reach out if you think there's something we can. We, I mean, we've got more time at home, but if there's something yeah. we can do differently um, to entertain y'all, that's all. That's yeah. what we'll happily oblige. Maybe it's um, maybe we pull another mailbag episode. Yeah, or maybe um, floated this one random Instagram live with a past guest. Something, something out of the wa- out of the water. Is that the same? Hey, we're, no. Anyway, we're not here to plan our next episode, but um, we're here as, for you to plan it for here, us because yeah. we're lazy. <laughs> as always, please run our run sheet. We've Sorry, um, we've hit. You guys have been sending in. Shut up, Barks, mate. You talk too much. <laughs> you fucking have half a can of cider and you're the chattiest bloke in the oh, world. You, you told me I talked too much at work the other day, so I definitely didn't have a cider then. Anyway, <laughs> um, get leaders home. We've been loving all the content you've been sending through. Really appreciate it. Um, keep sending it through because we do look at it all um, and we will keep updating our content spreadsheet. We'll probably talk about some of the stuff you sent through on the show. Um, yeah, so as always... Like, follow, share content via Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And also check out our content spreadsheet, which is linked in the bio. Anything else from you, Barker? No, that's all. You said it beautifully. Echo exactly what you said. And thanks, everyone. So have a good week. Peace out, homies. Peace out, homies. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia.